1: The Healing Word program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit largocc.org and click on Watch Live. Joy
0: and pain can coexist at the same time. Did you get that? It can coexist. You can have joy and not become bitter. Not become angry at God, not blame God. You can have joy even when you're going through a deep, sorrowful, painful experience.
1: On today's Healing Word broadcast, Pastor Jack Morris explores the question of how the pain we experience in life connects to God. As believers, our hope lies in Jesus and spending eternity with Him. But we can enjoy that same fellowship and positive change today. Let's head to the Largo Community Church with Pastor Morris as he expounds on the great truth in today's message, God and Human Pain.
0: There's much pain in the world, pain in this congregation. Where does God come into all of this? Our faith in God. How does pain and God come together and connect? Well, that's what we're going to look at today. In verse 18, if you have your Bibles open, Paul said, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Now, notice he's talking about two things here. He said, Our present sufferings, the glory that shall be revealed. Our present sufferings, the glory that shall be revealed we are not always going to experience what we are experiencing now in the present. There is so much pain and suffering, wars, uh, natural disasters, uh, physical and mental suffering, but it's not always going to be like this. Does that bring any encouragement to your heart today? To know that God's going to change things very shortly, and He can change some things right now, this morning, in your life, My life as we look to God. Now look at verse 22. Paul says, we know, now we know this from experience. We have lived long enough to know this. He said, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up until this present time. Paul personifies the earth here. The earth is groaning like a woman that is giving birth to a new human being, the groans, the pain. Where do we see that? We see it in all of the wars that are going on today in uh, Afghanistan and <clears throat> Iraq and Libya and, uh, and the many wars that precede World War I, World War II, the Civil War, uh, slavery, uh, all of the pain, the pain, the pain. And pain just continues on. There's always been pain ever since Adam made a choice to go against God, there's been pain in this world. We trace it all the way back to the very beginning. When we disobey God, when we go against God, but if we're following God, living for God, we have hope of glory that's yet to come. Glory now and glory yet to come. Now you see that there's two, th- there's, there's God created the human world, uh, the human kingdom, and the animal kingdom. The big difference between these two kingdoms is that the animal kingdom operates and behaves according to instinct. The human kingdom operates and behaves according to choice. God's not going to judge animals because animals have instinct and they, they just do what the instinct tells them to do. But human beings, you and I have a choice, and we behave the way we want to behave. We live the way we want to live. We do what we want to do, when we want to do it. God has given us a choice. Adam had that choice, and we've had that choice ever since Adam. Adam exercised that choice against God. He disobeyed God, and sin, pain, why their first son uh, One son murdered the other son. The pain. They lost paradise. Friends, you're a a winner when you serve the Lord. You're a loser when you don't serve him. But God wants you to be a winner and me. He wants us to be in victory and know his blessing. Then the earth is groaning. The nations are groaning. Think of the natural disasters hurricanes, tornadoes, tsunamis, earthquakes, flood, famine. This is not the earth that God created. He didn't create it to be like this. This wasn't His will. He wants people to live in a paradise. And we can have that paradise in our hearts now. And in that day when He comes, a literal visible paradise. What about all the physical pain? You know, I could not begin to name the vast array of illnesses which fill the pages of medical textbooks. There are any number of illnesses. And the hospitals are filled. And, and the, look at your own medicine cabinet and all the prescriptions that are there to help us. The earth is groaning. The, the earth is not at peace And the people who live on this earth are not at peace. The psychological pain, fear, anxiety, people suffering with loneliness, people suffering with depression, the dark night of the soul. No, this is not a happy, peaceful, calm world that we live in. Paul said the world is groaning because the world is desirous to get back to that original paradise experience to give birth to something that is new and wonderful. This is not the way the world wants to be, not the way God wanted it to be. Now, I'm going to focus my attention on the physical and the, the uh, psychological pain. I can't cover everything, but the physical pain, the psychological pain, There are any number of causes or sources. I'm just going to name a few. Now, I already named Adam and Eve going all the way back to their choice. But today, we're suffering many pains, many illnesses, physical and psychological, not because of our choice. For instance, heredity, the DNA that we receive from our parents. This, we had absolutely nothing to do with. That's why very often the doctor, you go to the doctor, the doctor will say, Anybody in your family have cancer? Anyone in your family have heart disease? I mean, we receive these these, uh, propensities for certain illnesses. They come in on the genes. Our parents receive them that way. You and I receive them that way. And so we have these various uh, sicknesses and diseases. But then here's where choice comes in. Some of us, because of our habits, unwise habits, smoking, alcohol, drugs, Poor eating habits. Here's where we have a choice. And then the communicable diseases why there's bacteria about us and germs all around us. And then, in addition to all of that, Satan's attacks. Satan is alive and well, but God knows how to put a stop to it, even in your life, even right now, but ultimately. Satan will be completely history of power and influence eradicated
1: We'll return to the message today following this invitation for you to check out thehealingword.com There you'll find inspirational testimonies messages from the word of God to empower your spiritual life and the Pray Now app that you can access to pray with Pastor Morse over a need in your life. Everything we offer on TheHealingWord.com is our free gift to you. So go there today and be healed. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's message.
0: We live in physical bodies and we have these sicknesses and diseases and these problems. Some of us are responsible for some of it because of unwise habits. But for the most part, it's, it's been coming in on the human race through the DNA, through inheritance. Now, Christians, and I'm going to talk about a particular pastor in a particular church. Christians sometimes are impatient with other Christians who are sick, who are not well. They, they think that all you have to do is pray and believe, and if you really had enough faith, you'd be okay. You know anybody like that? Okay, some of you know, know some people like that. Here's a pastor. His, in his congregation, there were two people, John and Claudia. Uh, I, I read this story. Uh, Philip Yancey, in his book, Where is God When It Hurts?, tells this story. And and I've lived long long enough and I've been a pastor long enough to know that these things actually happen. And so Claudia contracts cancer. She's very, very ill. Uh, The lymph node glands. She's given 50% chance to live. Now, Claudia and, and John had only been married one year. And they were in their early twenties. I mean, they were just still barely teenagers. And she was contracted. She's a beautiful woman. She went in the hospital. The surgeon cut her from under her arm all the way down across her stomach to get those, uh, that cancer out of her. They thought that it was a success. Uh, uh, She's still living. Hopefully, it, it, what the uh, surgery was a success. But uh, she, cobalt treatment, she lost her hair. She lost her beauty. Uh, beauty. Uh, and these two people, Claudia and John, were strong Christians. The, these were not faithless, weak Christians, but they were strong Christians. You know, sometimes bad things happen even to strong Christians. But here's what happened to John and Claudia. Almost imperceptibly, they began to be angry with God. Why did God allow this to happen? We're strong Christians in the church. We're working in the church. They're only 20 in their early 20s, only married one year, and their whole world collapsed. Well, some, now listen to me closely, and I know we don't have people like that in the Lago Community Church that I'm going to tell you about now. I know that. <laughs> One deacon from the church, and no, I'm, I'm sure of this, we do not have any deacons like this. One deacon from the church went to the hospital and visited Claudia, and he said this to her. He said, Claudia, Claudia what has happened is that you have stepped out of the will of God. You need to get back to God You need to repent because God is disciplining you and punishing you. She needed to hear that, didn't she? That really comforted her a whole lot. Well, then a woman from the church, she decided to visit her. And the woman from the church, this woman was an avid follower of the TV faith healing pastors, preachers. So she goes in and she says, Claudia, what you need to do is to have faith, claim the victory, and be healed. That helped her a lot, too. Claudia tried it. She wasn't healed. Another woman from the church. Some people just should stay home. (laughs) She goes into Claudia, and she says, Claudia. She said, Claudia, I want you to say this to the Lord. Say, God, thank you for letting me suffer like this. And then the pastor comes. And he wasn't much better. Matter of fact, I don't know that he was any better. Listen to this. I'm going to have to read it because I can't hardly believe it. The pastor says, Claudia, you are selected by God for a special mission. You should feel privileged to suffer like this. Some of us become sad and discouraged and perhaps even a little bit bitter against God. But I hope what I have to say now, on the outline, you're going to see it on the screen, but you also have it in your bulletin, I hope will help you to believe and trust God and, and be able to live in victory even in times of pain, even in times of adversity. What to do when pain comes? And pain will come. Either you've been in pain, you have pain, but you're not going to live very much longer until you do have some pain. We live in vessels of clay. And these bodies are not made by God to be here forever. He intended Adam to eat of the tree of, the, of life and live forever. But it's not so. So let's listen with our hearts and follow the word of God and know how to be blessed. Okay, here are number A. Number one, have faith in God. Now look at the screen. There are two elements to faith. Go ahead and put that back up, what you just had. Belief and trust. These are two elements. Belief is mental or intellectual. At least it begins that way. To believe, you must be able to hear the word of God and read the word of God. So it begins mental. It gets into the mind. You read it into your mind. Even though you're having the pain and you're unable to perhaps believe and apply it, you continue to read it and you read it repeatedly, maybe one scripture, a portion of scripture, and you read it over and over again. It's all in the mind. The pain is in the body, but that verse of scripture is in the mind. Now... It moves from there to trust. When we trust, we're submitting and yielding to God our situation, our condition, our pain. When when belief actually takes hold, after you read the scripture... Maybe repeatedly, maybe even memorize it and say it over and over again, even though you don't feel any joy or any healing, you stay with that particular scripture. And it doesn't matter which scripture it is. It's the one that means something to you. You find it and you read it. Now, as you continue to read it over and over, that belief now will become trust. It now enters into the heart. Now it begins to move into the emotions. Do you know that there's there's only 18 inches from your head to your heart? It's not very far away. So it won't take all that long if you stick with the Bible and continue to read the Scripture even in your pain. Regardless of what situation you're going through, in the home, marital, financial, find the Bible. Go to the Word of God. Go to the Word of God. God is there to bless and to breathe his word into our hearts. When Jesus was in the upper room, he instituted the Lord's Supper. He's now ready to go into Gethsemane and drink the cup of sin. He's now ready to pray the prayer, Father, if it's your will, take this cup from me. But nevertheless, not your will, not my will, but your will be done. He submits to the great plan of God. But before he goes into Gethsemane and sweats, as it were, great drops of blood, before an angel comes and ministers to him, he and his disciples sang a hymn. Friends, when you miss the song service and when you come too late to sing the courses, you've missed worship. I'm thankful that you come and you hear the word that enlightens your mind and inspires your heart. But singing is not just preliminary. It's not just to take up time to make an hour and 20-minute worship service. Singing is for you. It's for me. It's to help us to focus on God, to worship God in spirit and in truth. Come to church and worship God. Remember in the Old Testament, when King Saul was about to lose his kingdom. He knew it. It almost lost his mind in the meantime. An evil spirit came upon him. It was none other than the spirit of a great depression, agitation. Uh, He became so agitated. David would come with his harp and play the harp, play praises to God. And as he prayed praises to God, King Saul's spirit became calm and peace came. Friend, singing, music that is God honoring will bring blessing and healing to you and help you to keep focused on God. So, first, tell God you're having a problem focusing. Secondly, claim a scripture verse. Thirdly, sing some songs and some scriptures that you have first sung in the company of the redeemed. I mean, these are your people. Sing with them, pray with them, study the word with them. Let's do it together. Let's not miss anything, not even a morsel of spirituality that God is giving to us on a Sunday morning. Because we're going back out there into the world. And we're going to face sin and Satan. And who knows what we're going to face. But if you have God, if you have the word, if you have the songs of praise in your heart, you will be victorious. You will be an overcomer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Our Father... Oh, to say it with, with all my brothers and sisters in Christ, so to hear them say it, for me to say it, to know that I'm going to heaven in, a, in company. I'm not going there just by myself, but I'm going there with the Largo Community Church <laughs> and God's people other places. Affirm it. If you can't say anything else when you're on that sickbed or that pain is racking your body, you can say, our Father, our Father my Father, Abba Father, and over and over and repeat it and repeat it until it sinks deep into your heart. And now, know the Word. Know the Word of God. The greater your knowledge of the Word of God, the greater your faith will be. A friend of mine that's not too far from here, a great man of God, a a minister, a a pastor, uh, this man's daughter, and, and her son had to move home because she was married to a, to a man that was very unkind to her. And uh, he was just very unkind, didn't support her. So the minister's daughter and his grandson had to move home. Well, the daughter w- took her husband to court to get full custody. The man that she was married to certainly didn't need to have custody of that little boy. And so this minister went with his daughter to the court. And the case was heard by the judge. The man, the father of the little boy presented his. The mother presented his. But this is what the email that came just two or three days ago from this minister friend that I know very well. This minister friend said, I started praying before I even got to that courtroom. I prayed in that courtroom. But he said, what I prayed was, I prayed the Scripture." Now listen to me, friend. I'm going to turn over just a little bit to the scripture that he prayed. He told me the very scripture that he prayed. This was was the scripture that he prayed. Psalm 27. He was praying that his daughter would get full custody of this little boy and that they would be able to take that little boy home and keep him. So my pastor friend said, I started praying against the doors of the courtroom. This was his prayer. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. He began to pray. To, Friend, you have to know that scripture. You have to know where to turn to it in order to pray it. And he prayed it, and the judge ruled in the favor of the daughter. She got full custody of that, that little boy. Friend, God answers prayer. And when you know the scripture, you have faith to pray and to believe and to receive the answer. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> all right, I'll give you one more. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to God and worship him. That's an expression of faith. Even when the apostle Paul had the thorn in the flesh and God didn't take it away, Paul said this, God works all things according to the counsel of His will. God has a plan. It's for me to submit to that plan. Paul went on to say, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. Friend, God is good. If He's your Father, then go to Daddy. You're His child. Affirm that relationship. So here it is. Have faith in God. Stay focused on God. Affirm your relationship with God. Know God's Word and continue to give thanks to the Lord. And the victory will be yours and you will overcome.
1: As we learn from the message today, knowing God through the study of His Word, daily prayer, and following His lead builds our faith and confidence and will help you overcome any pain you're dealing with now. I invite you to spend some time each day getting to know Him God is right here and waiting to intercede for you and love you with an everlasting love. Do you need Pastor Morris to pray with you about a struggle or decision you're wrestling with? The Pray Now app is available to you right now. Go to thehealingword.com, click Pray Now, and select the topic that matches your request. Pastor Morris will provide encouragement, pray with you and deliver a brief message on overcoming and living in victory. I also invite you to check out all the ministry resources available for you at thehealingword.com. There, you can search and listen to messages that match your need and send your prayer request directly to the pastor and he will pray for you and return an encouraging note. You'll find all these gifts waiting for you at thehealingword.com. Join us tomorrow for another healing word message.